So tell me about this baby because I didn't. I, I did didn't know there was a royal baby. I, I mean, this I'm fish doesn't barely new. But that baby might as well be dead to me. Does it have a name? Because it was born on St George's Day. But the other but they already have a baby called much. George. There Can't they just call it George shit. again? Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, there's fucking enough of them. In it. Uh, <laughs> is it so? It's a boy bee, not girl bee. <laughs> Which one is it? It's a boy bee. It's a boy bee. I think. Is Did it? you see though the she, what's her chops was like out getting a photo shoot like hours after she'd she, given birth? You can see the makeup just caked on over the like weird. Actually, don't all the royals get give that bitch a break? <laughs> what? That's what? gotta be a bit. Wait, no. This is. I made a help? leap because in the crown, <laughs> she she goes into labour and she's like, "Jolly good," and she just go. She they go they go ready, and she's she treats it like a really procedural way. Save taking that to me. And so I just royals. assumed you that the royals. One I just thought it's too risky one. for the queen to give birth. Surely cesarean. Cesareans are risky. Is risky. Yeah. Surely nah. But if that's like a surgery. Yeah. Whereas I don't know. Just pop it out. I'm telling yeah. you that I made a silly assumption. <laughs> not that I read it anywhere. We really don't know enough about childbirth. Or she the gave, royals. I know that I she gave birth that name. morning and she was doing the stupid whirl wiggle hand wave in the <laughs> fucking early evening. And then you've got William also then coming out and saying that the world is overpopulated and it's like, yeah, by you. Did you say that? <laughs> yeah. He's given it all box. that chat. You've got I'm some nerve. That, uh, who should marry to Charles? <laughs> William. <laughs> <laughs> William. Christ. I didn't know that she had four kids, the Queen. I thought she had. Wait, Charles we're about the Queen and- or about William? No, I'm talking about the Queen, Liz. I didn't know. Again, I learned a lot from the crowd. <laughs> I thought she had. Charles yeah, she had all those like boring children that didn't Anne. matter as much. Margaret. Yeah. Who? Yeah. That's her sister. Oh, what the fuck? Bloody Margaret. Anne, who also is botted. <laughs> Anne looks yeah, quite a lot like with. Charles. Did you? They all look like that. Yeah, they all have the same face. Yeah. They literally. Obviously. Yeah. Um, wait, she had two yeah. other kids. Yeah, yeah so you know how there's just... the princesses that are like party girls. They come from the less important children. Uh, I'd love to be like the last born of like four or five. World you would have nothing children. to worry about because you would never have responsibility. Yeah. You would just kind of get to party. Party often. all the time. Party all the time. Party. All Sorry, the... no. He's fifth in line to the throne. <laughs> he's fifth. <laughs> he's fifth. <laughs> looks like he's going to be another hottie for the royals. <laughs> <laughs> Them Do you great think jeans. if you had a baby and it was Delicious a boy, you'd be like, "Oh, fuck's sake!" Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I want, especially if, if I it look do like have the ones to that... have children, they will be like an army of angry women, no doubt. If, uh, cool. This is a podcast. <laughs> it's three in the pink. I'm Gemma Hatherill. I'm absolutely a <laughs> hater of white baba. What? Hater of white baba. Oh my god, I'm Romavert and I'm sick. So if I cough in the head, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, insane in the membrane. I'm gonna cough and it's gonna. I'm gonna try and cough away from the mic. Before before we start conversation proper, we've launched our Instagram this week (coughs) since we last spoke, uh, which is three in the pink. We've already got two hundred followers as of about a minute ago. In the DMs only. Yes, please. please. Uh, We've also launched a Patreon page, for which you can. Assign a numerical value to our output, if you would like. Three, three in the pink, please help us. We are poor. Three stands for three grand. Mm. <laughs> the pink Which is our end count. game. Yeah, this week we're going to talk about uh, Owen Jones versus the media. OJ, OJ versus the media. Big Owen Jones OJ. in the ring. 
pre-OJ. <laughs> oh my god, OJ. The juice. OJ uh, innocent. Oh, uh, he's free actually, isn't he? They yeah. came out last year. Did they? Finally. Yeah. Oh my god, it's about time. Uh, it's also <laughs> we're also going to talk about Black Tony Enoch Powell, Rivers of Blood being. Uh, what was it? They got an Is actor. Is it fifty years? They got an, fifty years since the speech, and they got yeah. an actor. Yeah, because it was sixty-eight. Who played all Enoch? Enoch Powell. <laughs> yeah, for the purposes of the show, we're gonna throw a little disrespect into the ring and refer to him here on in as Enoch Powell. <laughs> Enoch Powell. <laughs> Just another Enoch in your bed, pal. <laughs> uh, we're also going to have a little media review this week of The Problem with Apu. Uh, came out in November, actually. It's a documentary. Um, <laughs> it's ghost. Documentary by um, Harry Condobolo, but it has only just been responded to by The Simpsons, which is why it is relevant. Ah, oh, The Simpsons. Oh, I, uh, I knew there yeah. was a reason it was on my feed. Relevant. The Simpsons. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, Erin Jones tweeted a specific tweet this week but also has been going on a uh, kind of t- tirade in, I, I don't want to use words like tirade or rampage or anything like that would use. Yeah. <laughs> but he culminated in him he tweeted I'm sorry about my voice but this is just <laughs> he should have said that that's just what <laughs> <laughs> the main thing I've learned from working in the British media is that much of it is a cult afflicted by suffocating groupthink intolerant of critics hounds internal dissenters full of people who made it because of connections and or per- personal background rather than merit and it's got like people 6,000 likes it's got like one like 3,000 replies people are so angry about it people in the media just kind of swarmed around him and a lot mm. of them were like i didn't go to oxford because i was privileged i went to oxford because i was clever, clever. <laughs> there's a lot of people kind of proving his point yeah. in the media yeah who are kind of you know because you really there's a big there's an unspoken pact within journalism that you uh <sighs> you agree you kind of support each other you, even mm. within the slight <coughs> ideological disagreements of the mainstream press, press of which there is very little mm. there's a lot of like you don't you don't call out your own you don't yeah. like you don't um, you tell the line. put your head above the parapet yet mm. yeah. I'm surprised that's how the like... whole thing works and they're all so mad they're all like yeah. you know like I don't because journalists kind of consider themselves like uh, free thinking truth yeah. truth tellers and like you know especially investigative journalists yeah. yeah so i guess the idea that they're a collective group of people yeah. who are sub- subjective who are susceptible to uh all the same you know things that any group of powerful influential people are subject to it's kind I'm, of like throwing them for the loop yeah i'm say. surprised and not surprised because i don't feel like that i don't feel what he's saying is particularly controversial no. um <coughs> Perhaps maybe the language that he used was quite um, I'm glad he incendiary. Said. Is that the word? Yeah. Incendiary. Yeah. I feel like, like, be, especially in Scotland, if you have anything incendiary. to do with any sort of, yeah. <laughs> if you have anything to do with any sort of like media or sort of popular culture, that it comes as zero surprise. I mean, it kind of ties into the fact that Scotland is kind of routinely ignored by Dan South. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, and it's it's partly. Um, it's cultural differences and it's also class difference that, you know, there's large swathes of the country that can be more or less ignored, uh, either in sort of representation of opinion or representation of any kind of given type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, there's 
I mean, what he was saying is like he backed it up with stats. Oh yeah, he, oh, he, he backed that there's shit a, up. There's a medium it's not article his that will, No, will it ain't. To. No, I mean, Owen Jones gets a lot of shit from the right, obviously, but also from a lot of leftists yeah. who sometimes all because he flip flopped about Corbyn mm. and he released that apology after the election, basically saying I was wrong mm. because he released. I don't know if you remember, but before yeah. before Theresa May called the um, called the snap election, mm. there was this there was a real low point where even like hard, hard Corbyn fans were feeling really dire about his mm. about his prospects. Uh, they suffered all those defeats in the in whatever in the in the local they suffered all those defeats in the local elections. And it was things were looking really bad, and even like leftists were saying, like, is does this guy have the, the right? It was before his resurrection. No, he has the left. <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote a piece saying, I didn't think it was that bad. Me and uh, he who shall not be named had an argument about it at the time, because I didn't think it was that bad. But he basically said, Jeremy Corbyn is was only supposed to be the leader of the Labour Party in order to usher in a new leftist type mm. Labour Party mm. and to usher in someone younger, fresher, um, like Clive Lewis or whatever, who I think now is a dick. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns he out. Turned out yeah, yeah, he turned out, yeah, he was easy. He had his ass exposed, yeah. yeah. But, Although, remember that time I got in a fight on his, um, his Facebook page and he deleted all the comments of the people that yeah. were arguing... Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, he's mm-hmm. I. He's, he's I. I was chill. Yeah. But so, but yeah, he, he said maybe Corbyn should leave. But if he doesn't, here are some things he needs to do in order to really like seize this group of people, this this huge surge in uh, membership. This and stuff. momentum. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's the snap. I'm rambling, but the snap election was called, and then the big turnaround happened, and then he yeah. he released an apology. But a lot of people were like, "You fucking turncoat! You fucking!" But people are allowed to change their minds. Yeah. yeah, and. It People was, may turn their coats. Yeah, yeah, the coats may be turned. Change They're reversible coats. Like yeah, where it goes from black to red. Yeah, it's still the same coat. Yeah, yeah. It might be one that's waterproof on the inside. Yeah, and you turn it out, and, and it's then a fleece. It's, and then the yeah. other side has pictures of Jeremy Corbyn on it. Yeah, <laughs> I want that coat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was my fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> So he, he divided I, the list. My point was literally that I like Owen Jones, but I went off on a tangent about how a lot of people don't like Owen. Or he comes under some scrutiny and a bit of uh, opprobrium, shall we say. Mm. Because cause he, you know. He, but I think for the most part, he's a popular per person with a popular platform yeah. Yeah. who is pretty genuinely on the left. I mean, yeah. if you're a hard, hard, like, communist, maybe he's not extreme enough. But in terms of, like, social democracy and genuinely trying to transform the Labour Party and bring leftist politics to more than just the people that The Guardian wants politics to be for, yeah. he does a really good job. I agree. So, um, I think yeah. he's very accessible yeah, he is. as well. And he, he's one of the few voices... That is accessible, I think, yeah. in sort of political thought in the sort of mainstream media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's one of the people that uh, the essay that I will probably cite in every single episode, which is Mark Fisher Fisher's existential vampire mm. castle. Lacan says. No, I don't do. I don't like Lacan. I just ended up mentioning him a couple of times, which I resent. We can't stop talking about him. No, I like Lacan. 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 Stop. Um, but in the exiting the vampire castle essay, um, Fish, Mark Fisher talks about. He opens it by talking about Russell Brand and Owen Jones and the kind of deeply classist and establishmentist 
approach to both of them sort of attempting to bring politics to the mainstream. Mm. Anyway, I think he's. I think what he's saying again, like he said, bringing it way back to what you said, (laughs) which is that it was quite incendiary, but it shouldn't have been. Like it no, be, I it think it exposes. It, it shouldn't. It's not a very particular. It's not a shocking <laughs> statement, but I think it kind of exposes the fact which which he spoke about afterwards in his like follow up article, yeah. which is the fact that people are incredibly defensive about being told <laughs> that they uh, are privileged in any way, oh, yeah. or, that, or that they have um, been gev- give, given benefits somehow given benefits throughout their life because of. Their, their background or how they grow up because yeah. they feel that that is diminishing their achievements somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which it is. Which, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not surprising that people get, that gets people's hackle, hackles up. Mm. I, suppose, I think hackles journalists are quite, yeah. probably quite sensitive to that because they, yeah. are, they pride themselves on this like it's quite, yeah. if you think about the way that journalists are you're supposed to be impartial yeah, you? mm. yeah. you're like a bastion of truth yeah. Yeah, and you seek out the truth I mean even very, that, like, that tweet it's that, very like, noble I didn't go thing. to Oxford yeah. because I'm rich I went because I'm smart it's like did you get in for free did yeah you, you, were you on <laughs> a scholarship yeah. because if you were on a scholarship that's one thing it's yeah. also if just you like what are you talking about it's and, like inherently really fucking dumb to like see a a statement that's been made about like um a trend or a tendency amongst an institution and talk about your own experiences if that's wholly representative yeah. of everything else being like yeah. of course there are like some people a few people that gone, gone to oxford or cambridge that might not come from privileged backgrounds it doesn't yeah. fucking mean that that's the majority or no. that's not a uh, um, an underlying like structural issue yeah. mm. I mean even Owen Jones himself in them um, he did an interview with Navarra Media did you watch that video earlier yeah. uh, where he kind of he <laughs> even lays out a framework for like what might be a it's reasonable really rebuttal to his own statement <laughs> no, it's, not. <laughs> it's not an interview because Aaron Mastardi says like three things well yeah but, <laughs> but he, I don't but mind but yeah, he but. lays out a framework for what might be a reasonable response mm. from you know the left or the right or the whatever um and even he says you know if somebody came back and and said okay maybe this is a problem and but this is what we can do about it and actually sort of took it on board yeah you know then that would be that would be fine and that would be there's a perfectly considered response to it but everyone's kind of go-to is well not high yeah yeah maybe that's Maybe it's it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't address the actual issue at the crux of it, just <coughs> by trying to sort of distance yourself from privilege, which is, it's just it's a it's a losing game that you're playing. Like especially if you're, if you're in the media, you're probably based in London. You're most likely white and wealthy yeah. and have gone to Oxford or Cambridge. You're not you're not really going to win anyone's vote by trying to act as though you're not privileged. Your best bet is just to say, okay, well, how do we? How do we address yeah. this? How do we look at this problem and understand what we can do about it or how to change yeah. it? Yeah, and he outlined all of the barriers as well that um, that working class people are up against if they're trying to get into the journalism or media field, which is yeah. like unpaid internships. Oh yeah, where you know, bank of mom and dad. <laughs> if you don't have that, you you can't. You're Even not, if you want an unpaid internship, you first of all have to be based in London. Yeah, or related London, to which people. Which means you have to be able to afford to live in London. Yeah, you have to know 
be related to the unspoken thing that used to be spoken he said but yeah. maybe you have to be a relative or a family friend of yeah. people you have to be connected and you have to be able to work for free for often months at a time yeah, yeah. without the promise of a job at the end or, a, or you might Just need a postgrad um yeah degree it, and then you need all of these sort of um all of these different journalistic <laughs> qualifications as well as yeah. postgrads you know you need yeah, to yeah. pay all this money for mm. the yeah well now you need that's one of the journalism societies and various things <laughs> to i think the, the these qualifications <coughs> jesus christ <coughs> Bless you. I think the the thing the thing that's like difficult to confront about it. One of the things though is you can you can admit that this is a problem, but to solve it is to confront like the the media giants, the like five guys who own media. five guys, five the, guys who own, the burger place that owns <laughs> yeah, they own all the media. Yeah, yeah. Who owns, is it like eighty something percent of British media is owned by the same? Yeah, it's an oligarchy. I'm not going to cite facts on the show anymore because I always misremember them and then I get asked what. <laughs> we just clarify and I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> We're just going to make blanket statements. I, I wish I was one of those people that could remember facts. I know a few people that can do that just because that's how their brain works and I just really... I can barely I remember anything, truth be told. Word. Um, but, like, it, I think he says, too, that uh, journalism is second only to medicine in yeah. terms of its yeah. Yeah. social structure, yeah. like, <clears throat> in terms of... Uh, the makeup of its people who are yeah. uh, self-involved to, de- to deny that over that fact is just incredible top journalists are privately educated even though only 7% of British people are hmm. 17% of uh, journalists attended a comprehensive school unlike 90% of the what population what is a comprehensive what is a comprehensive school state school, state school. <laughs> it's oh, a, state not school. a private or a grammar Free school one. But a grammar, well, it's not a grammar school. Or, yeah. yeah, it's grammar school. It's a shit school. <laughs> a grammar school is a selective. It's but what we all went to. No, she went to grammar school because she's posh. But you, they, I don't think you, they don't have those in Scotland. What's you wherever you went? A regular public school. Okay. What about? Do, are there no? Are there no select? There aren't any selective. No. There's not like an eleven plus exam or anything like that. What do you call it? A, 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 school. <laughs> a school. School. Just call it school. Just school. <laughs> That's a school. That's a fucking school. <laughs> That's a school. There's no private schools up here because we have private schools, but we Prince don't have. Charles like, went to we one. don't have comprehensives and grammar schools and things that I'm aware England of. England isn't supposed to have grammar schools anymore, but you know. I just thought I'd check because I didn't know. A grammar school schools. Is, you can tell that I went to a state school. When I was at, when I went school. to school, they le- they used to instill this value upon <laughs> us that we were like better than people who went to comprehensive schools. When anyone misbehaved in class, the teachers would say, "Oh, if you don't want to like be." When I was whenever they like they'd be like uh, they would say, uh, "If you if you don't want to like learn or you don't want to like better yourself, why don't you just go to the school down the road?" Oof, is what they used to say. Is yeah. what they used to say. And meanwhile, in my school, we we're letting us setting off fireworks in the hallway. I mean, yeah. they still fucking. I didn't still that. did that. Yeah. They still did that. The fucking yeah. stink bombs in between class. Anyway, oh, at least I didn't have to wear a uniform. Uh, <laughs> we still had to wear. No. I'm so glad I didn't. Fuck that. Anyway, um... school sucks. <laughs> school rules. <laughs> Alice Cooper rules. <laughs> Someone was saying that Bernie Sanders' logo should have been that S from school. Because Cardi B quoting Bernie Sanders, but Sesta voting yes, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Well, we can only have so much. I, mean... I know. I know. He old. He's fine. Um. Anyway, as jo- if he hasn't hookers. <coughs> this is so gross to listen to. Because he's obviously someone who doesn't need a hooker. Yeah, because his wife's fit. Because he's fit. Barbo. Or is she called Jane? I think she might be called Jane. <laughs> Just 
Bob, she might be Barbara Jane. It's really sweet. You might, she He's, might be called Barbara Jane. That sounds like a lovely name. Yeah, it also sounds like fear. Um, white. <laughs> white. That's all right. An old. A nice Jewish woman. Mm. Um, but anyway, the media, the media. Uh, yes, yeah, so where were we? The media are posh cunt. Well, the, no one's surprised. The, you have to kind of confront so many different things, though, about why that's the case. Mm. One of the reasons is that they're, you know, uh, all the media is all owned by the same people who yeah. are all conservative leaning. Uh, journalism, by nature, because of its mainstream nature, it's mm. designed to uphold the status quo. So it's just like. <laughs> it's it's it, sorry. <laughs> it's it is uh, it's not going to let any radical voices in just no. by nature of the way that. Yeah, it's and he in that interview he just he described points. like um, certain <laughs> situations in which like writers writers who write for newspapers are not don't always believe what they're writing. Yeah. They're told yeah. what they're told what yeah. to write, even though it might. Um, be conflicting with their own political views. Yeah. Talked about that Sun Sun <coughs> uh, writer who was given like false. Uh, he was told to write Islam, yeah. Islamophobic um, stuff and false statistics, and he was a whistleblower. Mm. And then he blew the shit up. Then he quit. Yeah, and which he was must like, be Bye. it must be scary to do, but also he probably could have got probably got the job. Fine. But also, like in that that same interview, uh, he was saying that you know a lot of the journalists are saying oh well, nobody tells me what to say nobody tells me what to think and he kind of says well that's sort of the point yeah, yeah. if you want yeah, to if you want to succeed yeah. then you know the behaviors that you have to to take on and you know the kind of language that you need to use and that's the whole point in group think is that nobody does have to tell you what to say but you know to succeed you, i mean it's it's the same in a lot of kind of media professions but you know to succeed you have to do and say certain things and you just do them because you want the career at the end yeah. of the day and it's not about somebody telling you nobody needs if you needed to be told yeah you wouldn't be in that position yeah he quotes that that famous chomsky and andrew ma chomsky and johnny ma interview where uh where there's there was a meme going around the other day where it was like chomsky eats andrew ma's asshole or something. <laughs> or he chomsky like, oh no, it. It, it, he fucks andrew ma's ass or whatever and then the, the caption is That's like, awesome. Andrew Ma deserves this fucking ass fucking <laughs> Have you seen it? It's no, like I that haven't. famous interview where he chomsky. He basically down. says to Andrew Ma, because Andrew Ma says all of these things yeah. to him. Mm. He's like, well, what do you say? What do you say about me? Because he's talking about, um, you know, manufactured consent and all that mm. shit. And the general state of the British press. And Andrew Ma's like, what about me? I'm, I'm impartial. And he's like, he, he rips out his bum hole. <laughs> yeah. No, he says, he says, you wouldn't have got here. Like, you got here, I'm sure you are, like, clever. Yeah. Uh, and you know your shit, but... Yeah. You know you're you are shit. Yeah. You know you are shit. <laughs> because he said it, you couldn't see the punctuation. Yeah. But what he actually was saying was... You know your shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said he basically was basically like you naturally exist within the acceptable parameters, and so you were selected because of that. Because mm. there are only certain things that the mainstream press. Maybe everyone should just stop listening to this and go read Tom's Chomsky. Because well, I think it all I think it's suffice to say that based off of this podcast, the three of us have no career in, in journalism. <laughs> Why would you want to? Honestly, all the people who have become, who have jobs at the at the indie or whatever, or... Everyone's just L Hunt. Else? They're so dumb. 
Everyone's just talking about. Everyone's just L Hunt talking about a hundred eighty quid fucking I think haircut. Who went to Gold? Is, wait, what is her name? She works. She works as a music journalist. Like she's cool. But wait, which one? That is her name. That is her. No, is her, it? No, her name was Rihanna Lucy Coslet. Shit! Why did I call her L? Sorry, L. L Hunt is. is it's there's someone else who works writes for the Guardian called L. Okay. E Hunt. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Yes. Anyway, so don't you know you're gonna be a journalist talk about your fucking 180 quid uh, <coughs> haircut and complaining about how you can't get on the fucking property ladder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, oh, that you did get on the property ladder because you stayed with your parents for five years Bank and earned 50 grand bed. a year. Bank of mum and dad. <laughs> I wish I had one of those. Um, but yeah, uh, but the other so the the reasons why people are you know uh, why the media is such a um, such a specific set of people is is really complicated you've got how what was it eight nine years of austerity now you've got funding being cut you've got new local newspapers being slashed so there's mm. no entry point for you know, people these are all things that he mentioned uh positive got, feedback loop yeah you've just the, <clears throat> the same reasons why if you're poor you can't get a job in any of the arts yeah. essentially the arts you media, need to already journalism. be comfortable in order to yeah. take the steps that you need to actually get into <coughs> yeah. this is this isn't like new information it isn't new information it's like but the, the, it's just an affront yeah. because it's coming from someone who's within the system previously you know we've all said this stuff but we're out with the system yeah. I guess what he what the the rage is currently about the fact that there is finally a genuine leftist movement in the UK mm. and it's really exciting and people who have been on the left for a while are kind of taken aback by it but the media is refusing to accept that times have changed that no one cares about print media anymore mm. and they're continuing to to call momentum corbyn fans uh supporters well fans being mm. the operative mm. word, no, like uh call, calling this this big one of the biggest political party in northern europe that like a cult mm-hmm, or a mm-hmm. bunch of cranks or these loony leftists or whatever mm-hmm. when actually there's a genuine movement towards that's because they're panicking policy. aren't they they are panicking that's the real yeah. point here so we all know that journalism is hyper privileged but it's the fact that these uh these highly powerful people because mm-hmm. that's the point is they have these people have power they're shaping the they're framing and shaping the political debate and they because of that, there is there's a there is a new sort of discourse entering the mainstream, uh, which is like sort of socialism, mm-hmm, what is socialism, mm-hmm. democ- social democracy, Corbynism, whatever, mm. and it's co-opting that very like hopeful discourse and turning it into this sort of scaremongering, yeah. uh, an uh, age-old fe- tactic. It fucking ta- works. Yeah, because yeah. people are going. People are. It, dist- it distracts people from all the yeah. stuff. Nobody re- is making sure people never really actually figure out what it is that Corbyn, Corbyn wants or what it is that Momentum actually do. Mm-hmm. And framing Momentum, a perfectly, you know, legitimate political organisation yeah. as a bunch yeah. of, like, terrorists. I mean, they were called fascists in Parliament by yeah, one MP's yeah, yeah. name, I can't remember. It's you know, just this like, complete, ridiculous yeah. reframing. Mm. And that, you know, he mentioned, it's <clears throat> been said before, but... The guy who drove a truck into the mosque mm. drove it into a mosque because he thought Corbyn was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. and they're hate, like people have tried to kill Jeremy Corbyn because yeah. of this stuff. And it's, it's it's like a deliberate like obfuscating and chaotic confusion that they're trying to like <coughs> cultivate. Yeah, via all of this reporting. Yeah. And obviously it, it works. Yeah. And, and it's very effective and they know that it is. Mm. And again, it's not like they are individually going, ah, I know what would be a good thing. I know mm. what would make the country worse. 
but they are so obsessed with their own status, their own jobs, yeah. and the status quo that keeps them in these relatively precarious journalism jobs that they will not tolerate any change or any movement towards mm. change, and they won't accept that people finally care about politics and want to get involved and believe in an alternative to the hell world that we live in, mm-hmm. even if we won't get it. And, I mean, honestly, The Guardian, like, around the election, yeah. which obviously everyone knows is, like, a liberal shit rack, but at least it's, like, it's kind of where... It still occasionally mm, yeah. has good shit. There's yeah. a few good journalists, and it's where some you still have to go somewhat every news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <coughs> the Guardian around the election, the way that they have treated Corbyn, there was mm. this period after the election where they tried to, like, backtrack and say oh, well, actually, he's, you know, he's all right. And we knew all along. And honestly, there were, there were people that were compiling headlines about him. And they've returned to this just shitting on, you know, on the 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 and Corbyn supporters, framing them as fanatics. I accidentally, cl- well, didn't accidentally, I, against my better judgment, clicked on a David Mitchell column oh, the other day. Jack came in to, like, fix my window and saw me reading it, and he was like, don't read it, it's going to make you angry. And it was like, it was about, um, well, it was, it was, the headline was, um, are pubs left wing or right wing? But the first five columns, <laughs> <laughs> the first five columns. Has he ever making- beaten in a pub? <laughs> Uh, he, he is a typical fucking liberal who thinks that culture, like, culture represents yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he, uh, the first five, six columns, paragraphs of the column are him making these kind of snide jibes at Jeremy Corbyn and about how it's difficult in this binary-obsessed age to... You have to pick a side. You have to be on the side. Like, for example, if you're a Jeremy Corbyn supporter, then anyone who says anything bad about Jeremy Corbyn is like is a piece of shit but obviously I, I'm not saying that I'm just saying this hypothetically he's doing that really annoying yeah. like David Mitchell oh, stream of consciousness I'm neurotic writing um, style that is just exhausting. needs to die a slow death <laughs> that way of writing it's so annoying where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, self yeah. it's like having yeah. a conversation with yourself if you've got something yourself, to say actually say it yeah. it ain't don't like key. pretend that you're yeah of course I would be saying that I'm not Jeremy Corbyn unless that is Jeremy Corbyn I don't know somebody should ask Jeremy Corbyn what you think about this this fucking yeah Circle jerks like eating your own. Oh. Anyway, <clears throat> but that that per, that, is, that that pervasive like a level snake eating of, its own tail, but it's also a circle jerk yeah. somehow. Snake like, sucking so its own dick. Auto fellatio of a snake. Yeah, but it's eating its dick. Can someone Photoshop that for us for the uh, episode image? An ouroboros, but David Mitchell eating dick. Yeah. Anyway, and that is media. <laughs> That's all in a media. nutshell. Yeah, it's, it's the the, the bigger point is 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 that this je- this obsession with the lunacy of the left and all this stuff and this refusal to engage with it on a sensible ideological level and to you know we have there's so many articles written about like what is the alt-right where did they come from how do we best understand them how can we empathize them how can we bring them back to the fold but you've got people advocating for just like a better NHS mm. and free education mm-hmm. and then lampooned mm. as and like, poo-pooed and guffawed <laughs> uh, yeah. out of the door and then it's all it's all framed as some kind of great brouhaha yeah when honestly really- it's bonkers <laughs> we all accept it too I even accepted that level of 
you know, of course that's how it, that, that that's the sort of normalcy that we accept. Yeah. But it's it's bonkers if you think about what the left are actually, you know, clamouring for. Mm. It's bonkers. Mm. Anyway, next up, that's the end. We've just fixed the media. What's next? Right, next we've got to uh, we've got to fix Enoch Powell. Enoch. <laughs> Enoch. Enoch. Is that like an electric Wait. version? I was going to say, like, like an, an, an email, but for an like e-sig. Enoch. Yeah. It's an e-sig. It's an electronic Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> no smoking. No e-sigs and no Enochs. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's knocking like on your door. Like, you know, like the notch on your bed. Enochs. Enochs. <laughs> like, Enoch. uh, it's like if it, a Black Mirror episode would be like, <laughs> E-notches on your bed. <laughs> That's probably like oh that's like a Tinder type app, isn't it? E notch. Like, <laughs> or like <laughs> E notch. Now you can keep track of the notches on your bedpost with digitally. Yeah, with E notch. <laughs> and it's just like a tally app. Yeah. And you just put a tally. And in then it. you just yeah, it's like tracking your protein intake or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's tracking your your notches. Your, your when that's the not take. When us e not chess. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh-oh. We thoroughly worked up the name. <laughs> 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 I'm so Ill. I think we've got all that we can from that particular uh, space that Sick. we've been playing in. Um, Can't you have? Isn't there an e knock knock? Who's there? Joke. <laughs> what? An e knock knock? Who's there? E knock. E knock. Who's there? E knock. Can we knock? Can you knock? <laughs> Can he knock on the door before being racist? I'd at least he like knock, a warning. He knock, knock it on. Because <laughs> he he's dead? dead? Yeah, he's dead. He <laughs> died in like 1998. Oh, I guess he was already well old when he did the famous yes. speech. Yeah. He did it in Birmingham. So we've got he was like, oh, all these rivers of blood. Oh, no. Well, he did it. Was it he was Wolverhampton? It was Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah. West something. Yeah. It's part of the country no one cares about. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm apologising to myself. Whole- Anyway, we're talking about Enoch Powell. <laughs> talking, speaking of discrimination. Well, and two big crimes. anniversaries, guys. Yes. Enoch, Enoch Powell mm. and the death anniversary of Stephen Lawrence. 25 years and 50 years. Res- yep. Wow. So opposite. And gold, what's the opposite of respectively? Silver and gold jubilee. Yeah. Respectively. Oof. Um, a dark, dark, dark. <clears throat> dark, dark joke. Not funny, not funny. No. Um, well, anyway. Um, and strangely, the rhetoric of both scenarios rings equally true today. Yes, they're very um, that that kind of language. That I mean, he was known as like because um, he was a poet, right? Yeah, and know. he was a great. Well, he was a classicist. Classicist, and he was a great orator. Yes, which is why that speech was so taught by A. E. Wisman, classicist and racialist. A racialist, yes, uh, but that's why it kind of like used such evocative language, yes, and probably why one of the reasons why it had such a, a huge it's impact. It's like when a song's got fat beat but really shit lyrics, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't help dancing to it, yeah, it's a bop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the speech was, was horrendous, and yeah, you know, but the language was very it was sort a bop. Of deliberate, mm. deliberately evocative, you know, when he says stuff like, oh, in 15 to 25 years. Uh, it'll be the black, black man. man. We'll yeah. have black the whip man. hand. We'll have the against, whip hand against the white man. Like he knows exactly. All the internet what... comments are like he was right. We should have listened to E. It's like your boy, your boy Hitler. Mm. Yeah. Was, was often not like... my boy. Jabba's boy. Yeah, 
It's your boy. Oh, I'm Welsh. <laughs> is, uh... She just went away Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is with the Enoch Powell thing is yeah. that the conversation, while it could very, you know, simply be a case of, okay, we're going to talk about this and the cultural impact of it, what it meant at the time and what it means now. But I think the problem is that we're still not removed enough from that rhetoric that it is kind of presented in a vacuum. It's still very much presented in a society where... A lot of people do still believe that and and a lot of these opinions, you know, people are still in agreement with. It's not sort yep. of like Hitler where we can look back and say, well, we can all agree that this is horrific. Mm. We're looking back and it's the opinion is still divided. That sentiment is still very <laughs> much that that um that metaphor, that that image of like swarming, mm. swarms. <coughs> Um, yeah. I mean, it's it was reflected in the now. like, yeah, in the Brexit. Remember the the posters yeah. of this of that really easy. ominous poster of of that like a, a queue of people walking yeah. towards um, horde. Yeah, I mean that kind of populist um, rhetoric is still very pertinent. It's interesting, isn't it though? Because um, we're used to like history is sort of set up. Mm. in order for us to look back at it and feel mm. as though it's separate from now. It's history. It's a different yeah. mm-hmm. time. History isn't the thing happening now. That's different. But, like, there's been a lot of... Uh, every time there's a memorial anniversary of an important mm. thing, we usually go, look how far we've come. And this mm. seems... This is one of the first ones in a while where it's that kind of unsettling... We're not having the conversation of, like, what went wrong and yeah. why did that happen? It's the uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of what he said has it was very... Prescient, um, yeah. and very. A lot of people think he was, you know, like still believe that he was right. like a truth teller. He, yeah. because mm. he was um, uh, booted from the tor- uh, from the shadow cabinet yeah. Yeah. after the speech, and because he was, he became this kind of lone figure. Yeah, he's got this reputation as a, you know, speaking truth to power guy. Yeah, which is why he I had that populist. Um, appeal yeah and that's why he was it was kind of like what would you say like he was sort of like a martyr figure in that he he, he yeah he like you know loads of people were it sparked a lot of like marches and protests mm. because they felt that he was a victim mm. um thatcher was uh thatcher opposed was fine. yeah yeah, fine. yeah yeah she well, was she, she no she was posed, opposed to his um resignation oh, or his, right, okay. his, his yeah she was one sorry. of the few politicians yeah. that was like i don't see the problem yeah well because they 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 publicly were like oh how could you possibly mm. say such a thing but obviously tory policy mm. since it began has been um racist thatcher <laughs> was the only one weirdly that was actually kind of just being realistic it was like mm. well this is what our policies yes, are and queen. he's and he's just repeating our policies you know yeah. so it, it and shouldn't we... have come as a shock but I think pe- people just don't want to be faced that, with the like, reality of, yeah. of their what their policies actually mean yeah and that very line of thinking this this idea people talk about like black people having a victim complex but it's playing into this um, victimization of <clears throat> of that white people have mm. in that they they have this great sense of fear yeah. that they are going to be um they are going to fall victim to this huge threat There's, and that's the language the way, yeah. is always mm. that we're going to be overcome that we're going to lose ourselves that we're going to be swamped yeah. that we're going to lose some part of ourselves because in 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 like in the uh, the swell of like brown people yeah he spoke about that he mentioned like this old lady who lived in a in an estate i believe in the speech and then uh she was talking about how 
Because it was the speech was partially in response to the Race Relations Act, right? Mm. Which stated yeah. that people couldn't discriminate on the basis of race for like housing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And he also was, he's, I think yeah. it was also about kind of the civil rights movement in yeah, America yeah, a little yeah. bit as well. And yeah. he kind of referred to that mm. as being like, oh, we don't want to have all of yeah. this all over that. here that's going on over there. Just like Maybe protect the rights of this old white lady to not <laughs> rent yeah. her... her, her her, her spare room out to yeah. these the black yeah. boys. Also, didn't it turn out that nobody could actually find any evidence of the, the yeah. specific examples that he spoke about in the speech? Yeah, he it's like, who is this up. old lady? I'm sure up. if you fact check most political speeches, yeah. like all of their like uh, earthy little anecdotes mm. or do not stand up. But, mm. but maybe it's good to have, instead of viewing every time the Holocaust Memorial comes around or whatever and thinking like, phew! Glad we'll never do that again. Thinking, yeah. thinking about there is an air of moral superiority that <clears throat> that one has. Yeah, when when we look back at these sort of yeah. things, we like There's shiver and say, "Oh, what a horrible." There is a lack of humility, yeah. and I think maybe it's good-ish now that we're looking on this and thinking about how it relates to the current time and how it, in some ways, paved a way for the rhetoric of the Brexit yeah. and all of the kind of hate crime stuff that have. Mm-hmm. Spiked, yeah. but like that have um, <clears throat> resulted not resulted from Brexit, but come as a as a you know because we often talk about or I often bang on about how annoying it is to focus too much on like specific language use mm. or tokenistic gestures of progression mm. or or kind of being woke or whatever. But actually, there is a sense in which legitimizing like certain language, especially language of that extreme mm. nature does legitimise a certain type of person to do what we were also looking at this week, which is the Stephen Lawrence murder and watching the documentaries that were... The three-part documentary that's on the Beeb right now. Um, is the third part the third part? I don't well. think the third part's up okay, yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think they're on Sundays, but I don't know what right. day. <clears throat> but watching that, is, it's similar to... The guys made, who made it made the Amy documentary, right. the Winehouse documentary, which I haven't seen, oh, but I it won the Oscar a couple yeah, years yeah. ago for Best Doc. Um, I haven't seen it because I know it will make me really sad. Yeah, but they made it's a bit like but this the made main, you really sad. Made yes, me it really did. sad. Yeah, I cried more a few times. Me too. Yeah, and I need something. <laughs> I'm just clicking the pen like a psycho. Um, <laughs> that's able it. That will definitely <laughs> self crit now. <laughs> um, it's got that same. You know the maiden OJ. The maiden OJ. <laughs> Made in orange juice. Do you know that one? Um, you know made that really America. thorough made in America, the OJ story. Yes. Well, good if you've not seen it. Yes. Yeah, watch it. Highly good. recommended. It, it is gives, very comprehensive. Yeah, it gives it's all of the sort of that, cultural background. It's like yeah, the English version of that because they're both. Uh, it's a really good it's a really good like it's really well written. It's a good structure for a documentary, right? Because yes. they look at the personal thing and then they like open out the, the which one are you talking about both of them both, they like yeah. they yeah, like yeah, expand it into the, like, the wider societal yeah. yeah these scenarios have happened and yes. how that has yeah. led they to give it. a wider yeah. context these things to it. become it's cultural yeah. phenomena because they have they intersect at a specific point in the moment and the like in with with uh, with this with the Stephen Lawrence death he was the fourth racist, racist killing within in like London, two years yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe even a short period yeah. of time. But <coughs> he's the me. one that's remembered because that's there are these moments where everything culminates in yeah. history. Mm. And that that was just one of them. And just it's really interesting. that one was really interesting because it doesn't just it was fe- it was talking about the racism obviously of the killers mm. and the videos of the chilling the, the, the videos. Ch- very chilling videos of the of two of the killers. Um 
talking actually about Enoch Powell and talking about how he was a legend and how they wanted to go up to him and tell the him fucking the stuff that they, they were saying was really really yeah. yeah and you know and but also the kind of staid uh, faceless racism of the police force yeah. the kind of quiet reasonable sensible bureaucratic mm. mm-hmm. Uh, grey face of of administrative racism, of yeah. structural racism, mm. institutional racism, mm-hmm. as it came to be called. Mm-hmm. That, the, the, but that was the kind of more. That was the stuff that made you pull your hair out. Mm. Yeah. Well, we. I was gonna say we all. Me and Apsy kind of know that that kind of racism more than I guess we know hate crimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Attacks and things like yeah. that. That side, that bureaucratic, the insidious. Shit. Yeah, we yeah. know that shit. Uh, but but not when it comes to being sometimes being dealt with by the authorities or mm. by institutions yeah. but that stuff's the stuff that really makes you just like scream at the screen yeah. because that's the stuff that's masquerading as reasonable and moral and there's nothing we can do that fucking kafka-esque like back yeah, and yeah and, yeah the kind of endless cycle mm. of this is this is these are your options and we can't do anything about them and we're not in control of this story yeah. mm-hmm. and of this case and the presenting it as a given and as a kind of um as a <coughs> as an inevitability when in fact they have complete control over yeah. it and we've mm-hmm. seen what can happen when the police are are con- doing their job <laughs> trying to do their job yeah and the determination of the lawrence family to just fucking say no and yeah. it must be so confusing for them to be lauded as you know uh saviors or, or not saviors but kind of you know heroic figures yeah. when they're just fueled by rage yeah. at that point like the it's um, tragic yeah. it's tragic and the killing and the recounting of the killing and the fact that they know i guess you, when, you, when you when you when you put when you're put in that position do you really have a, a an opportunity to grieve probably. yeah probably not no. I, I, I part of her yeah death hurts certainly <laughs> keep clicking the pen <laughs> take it away from okay, me i'll hold it <laughs> um that's going to be really annoying all the way through the recording isn't it um it's very quiet it's kind of like the the made in america thing with what was the the, the guy that was killed um the well well, exactly. And um, something. So there, hit the family of Wait, the guy that was killed, who's the waiter, mm. uh, that was also killed at the same time as Nicole Brown Simpson. Ron. <laughs> Sorry, I just it's really oh, but yeah, Rod, his, Ron. His family, kind of, you know, throughout their, that whole trial, they yeah. kind of were completely ignored, yeah. and so they also then just they're now activists. Yeah. In sort of justice for, mm. you know, crimes similar to that, mm. and it's the same kind of thing as you kind of it surely it kind of just takes over your whole life and mm. yeah, you don't actually you become not a person anymore and you yeah, just become just a, that's a true kind of, of fighter drama, for, the, for the cause yeah that's what it's like what happened with like Philando Castle's yeah. um, girlfriend and yeah. the, the, the the children of Eric Garner. Eric Garner. Garner. Yeah. Oh, Garner. because Eric Garner's Garner. daughter, daughter died, died. Yeah. From was it heart? Heart attack. Heart yeah. Attacks. Erica Garner. Yeah. Recently, yeah. yeah. Because, and it spawned all these stats about the death, the heart health of Black American women mm. and the mater- maternal mortality rate, which I think we yeah. actually talked about. And and the, on just on the just the people also who are like. Uh, uh, Dwayne, what's his name? Dwayne, Dwayne Brooks. Brooks. Who's he's actually like, he's a councillor now in Lewisham. Good for him. But he's a lib dip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bruh, you went through some shit, but <laughs> yeah, um, lib fucking dead. yeah. But like people, you know, people like that. She's who, a baroness now. Sorry, who? Are, yeah, Doreen. Good name. 
mm. who were um who were discredited and who are kind of caught up in this whole torment and they're kind of like chewed up and spit out by the system mm. um yeah it's yeah. it's it's a victory for them and in some ways i'm glad it isn't just a single singular tale uh of them finally getting some kind of justice after 19 years because that's how long it took to convict only two of the yeah. dudes but who got, who got 15 years wasn't it yeah, i think one got live did maybe they? I don't know. I think so. I'll have to check. Yeah, because I think because they were 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 tried as juveniles because yeah. I think they were like fifteen when it happened. Uh, so such I know. Um, but 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 the I think the most important thing that came out of it is the McPherson report, mm. yeah, which actually was a kind of a surprise that it that it even came out that they were that the the establishment was willing to admit this about itself. Yeah. Because independent reports, I mean, you no know, one really trusts no. them. Mm. I mean, this sort of birthed the very idea of sort of institutional yeah, they racism. Coined that mm. term. It yeah. wasn't a thing before then. I'm sure it was spoken about in various different ways, but that yeah, that it, definition it, wasn't. Yeah, it kind of <coughs> it had was an umbrella term for these for this unintentional bias thing, you know. And the police officers were all saying, "Well, I'm not racist. I'm yeah. not racist." So yeah. this, we're still, after all this time, trying to explain to people what that means. Yeah. What structural? There, yeah. there was that. The difference there's someone who's like, "It's like I refuse to accept the fact that individual officers are racist." Yeah. Back then, in the nights, were they still using the term racialist? I swear, somebody yeah. said that. In they the were. They were using yeah. racialist. They were sort of. It yeah. was being uh, phased out. Yeah, Let's phase out. that shit out. Being replaced <laughs> by racist. Yeah. Because racialist was more like this biological genetics focus, mm, yeah. but they basically mean the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, <coughs> I say but yet a lot. I've learned that <laughs> since editing, because <laughs> <laughs> I always lose my train of thought. Um, I mean, that kind of brings us on. Actually, those sort of themes also part two. kind of play into the media review mm. for today, mm. uh, which is. Harry Condable, who's the problem with Apu, kind of speaking of this idea of sort of pervasive racism and how that ekes into popular culture mm-hmm. as well as institutions. Yeah. Um, so we, I watched the problem with Apu with Roma. What's up? Um, and I, well, as we were watching it, I remember kind of before we watched it. And Jack. Uh, and Jack, but he's not here. Um, that you were kind of saying, oh, you know, I don't know, I don't know how much this has affected me or how big a deal this is. And kind of as we started watching the documentary, Stop which is crying. about Harry Condobolu. <laughs> <laughs> so basically... Am docu- I, Apu? <laughs> <laughs> so you. as we watched the documentary, uh, which is about Harry Condobolu's kind of journey with The Simpsons. He's a big Party. Simpsons fan. Uh, and how he kind of learned uh, to load this character of Apu... Um, because it's a, what it represented, but also how he felt represented in popular <coughs> culture. And I remember as we were watching it, you kind of turned to me and you're like, oh my God, I've just realised how many times people <laughs> said, right? like, thank you, come again yeah. to me, or, like, spoke to me, like, with a patanking accent kind yeah. of thing. Like, And you were like, oh my God, it kind I, this of is really, so pervasive. It really, like... Friends, so what... Because what, what, I was thinking about the experiences that do, I had as a kid. You just outlined what the documentary is about, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Roughly, yeah. So yeah. Um, 
I was thinking back to it when I was watching the documentary, like trying to understand all these times because there are they are like buried not only because they happen in childhood but because mm. they're like so because they were so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, or maybe sometimes you don't even know that. You, you don't. Yeah. You have a f- there, there's that underlying feeling, feeling of yeah. discomfort, but you can't quite place it because you also really want to. I think we've talked about it before. I remember being at school and like you know kind of it feels horrible to talk to like say it now but like priding myself on being like one of the brown kids who doesn't hang out with the other yeah, brown yeah, kids yeah. oh god kind of an anglicized yeah and it's, i wanted to be white yeah fat, yeah 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 it's really uncomfortable to talk about it now actually yeah it is but um just like i don't think i had particularly um traumatic or anything like you know experiences like that for it was it was mostly just ignorant I remember, like, a kid saying, um, asking if I used to live in a mud hut in Sri Lanka. Yes. And I was like, Tommy, we had servants. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that, but... <laughs> yeah, you rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, and, uh, oh, the best one was, this one was not even, like, Asian-related, but mm. I remember being in, like, seven years old and, like... Uh, in the playground, like kids are like, "Do you want to? Do you want to play S Club? You can be Bradley Brown, <laughs> oh my God. a black man." Yeah. That's that was the level of like That's you know, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, <coughs> but I I don't know. Did you did you watch The Simpsons that much as a kid? You, you did, didn't you? It was one of the only things I was allowed to watch. Very okay. Yeah. It was limited. I wasn't allowed to watch very much TV growing mm. up because my dad was like, "Let's have in nature, man." Um, <laughs> Your dad is the dad from. What's up, Dad? <laughs> From, what's it called? I'm going to say Fantastic Mr. Fox, but it's uh, not that. Captain Fantastic. It's Captain Fantastic. To an extent. <laughs> he, he was more like, I was more into books and stuff. And yeah, 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 yeah. I, I appreciate it now. Like, I didn't watch a lot of cartoons on here, but we were allowed to watch uh, football and yeah. classic films. Yes. And, uh, and The Simpsons. I mean, the uh, Simpsons. Once, once I got to a certain age. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, so it was kind of because I was, you know, when you're a kid, you, I had this, you know, sort of tiny little sliver of mm. a window into pop culture. But because I was yeah. a kid, I and wanted Simpsons to know. Simpsons is a pop great culture. fucking one to have, right? Yeah, because it, it did yeah. mean that I could because I felt excluded from a lot of conversations. But the, with The Simpsons, it was a good one. I could always bring yeah. it back to The Simpsons, or mm. I could relate it to that because it it was. I mean, it was probably good. Sh- it's a really good it's a good thing. show it's a good show if if you want to have one show to that you would allow your kids to I'm like loopier. give <laughs> to <laughs> give them to give them like some kind of i don't know lens to see the world through yeah or like you know because it, it because because it because of the kind of show it was in the writing mm. uh the writers they they cover so much yeah in it's terms a legitimately of like, good yeah comedy, and and like and it's political and, and it's political and that's why uh it's so widely loved yeah um we used to watch it like every we used to watch it every day i think it was it was on channel four wasn't it it was on the bbc and then it moved to channel four i was only i was allowed to watch it when i got allowed to watch it when it was was on sky one yeah there was two episodes at six or seven my mom we used to call it bart simpson (laughs) used to call it like it was just like do you want to come and watch bart simpson Yeah, I'll just watch a show about him. I used to think he was like my first crush when I was four. (laughs) That's normal. That's normal. So yeah, Roma, if you kind of had quite limited access to popular Mm. culture, especially in old films, there's not really very much representation. (laughs) Unless we're talking about like Peter Sellers in Brownface, there's not an awful lot of representation. No, it wasn't that. Kind of Asian people. But do you remember 
not like recognizing Apu and recognizing that that was an Indian yeah. character. And did you do you recall having any feelings about it when you were a kid, or did you kind of just accept it? Did um, it make you feel uncomfortable? It's so interesting because this is what the documentary <coughs> made us, made me. Oh, I assume you two mm. think about because. It's difficult to, you know, sometimes you read these personal essays about experiences with racism when you're a kid. I always find the memories really cloudy and yeah, confusing same. and very amorphous. It's very difficult to remember exactly how I felt and what I knew then and what I'm imposing from what I know now. And yeah. I, I, what I remember feeling is a lot of, you know, I, I, did, I, did, I knew he was Indian. I feel like maybe my parents may have even pointed out that it was a stereotype because mm. I so I, I so I used to we sort of raised with this um, other family who felt like we were like cousins and Kathy's family yeah yeah <clears throat> we were like related but it was but we weren't related but we spent a lot of time with them and we would often be each other's houses in the evenings and they were white and they it reminded me how often they would do not to like call them out because it's yeah. not their fault but yeah. they would they were like we were you know not rich and they were yeah. quite in this sort of well off area yeah. and they would do they and all the friends from their road they would play on they would do a lot of thank you come again mm. stuff and they would do a lot of it was astounding to me like that, that he said that that's only been said eight times yeah I just have all these memories of yeah. it ringing out in my mind yeah. of all these times people would say it and I felt like I could laugh it off because I was just like excited that I understood the reference yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because so often I didn't understand what people were talking about but yeah. I was like oh haha yeah and again because I was probably trying to assimilate and because mm-hmm. I didn't want to stand out because I was probably one of like one or two people at my school who were brown yeah. maybe three um <coughs> so i think i was i was just i probably laughed along felt this kind of shame but mm. i also remember apu getting some fairly detailed storylines see this too. is what i this is what yeah. was interesting because you see a lot of a lot of times apu's character is actually like he exposes homer's and as yeah, an extension, like Americans' yeah. ignorance yeah. about yeah. immigrants, often, often. Yeah. often. So it's it's actually like it's a bit of a shame. Mm. I don't know. The whole thing just made me think that it's sad that um, that they they use that opportunity sometimes well. Mm. And you know, certainly later on, I remember I recall yeah. early on in the season, early on in the show, it was mostly kind of played for laughs. And then as it went along, definitely he got, you know, when he had the. <coughs> the like marriage storyline and stuff like that they kind of opened up the character yeah, yeah. a lot more whereas previously it was just kind of yeah like a, a yeah yeah well, how did, how did you still, feel i remember like stereotypes that with those expanded <coughs> yeah. lot, you know where he had to have an arranged marriage how and did stuff you like feel that. about him eight kids in the show like that when they did expand his character that they expanded it to encapsulate more stereotypes so he has eight kids yeah i don't know how i feel about that because i don't believe that representation I mean, I don't really value it as the end goal of any political movement, but as far as it goes, I don't believe that representation means having an incredibly diverse cast, all of which counter the specific stereotype that they're associated Mm. with. So, like, you can never... Like, Asian mathematicians or... Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I think what it's about is... Asian people do get arranged marriage more. Yeah. This is the thing, yeah. It's and like, they do I it don't think it's a bad thing. Than... Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a character in a show. That's what irritates to... me about a lot of representation. Yeah, is yeah. It's like, she's a woman, but she fights or whatever. Like, why not show the intrinsic strength of feminine... Like, yeah, you know, you know it's... it's but No, but yeah, but... No, but yeah, but... <laughs> it's... 
you know, it's not a problem to depict uh, an Asian character on a show who is an engineer or a doctor. It's not a bad thing to show them having an arranged marriage because mm. then it's like denying that cultural. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're just like us. Anchor, There's this liberal so idea it's, that they're all just like us. They yeah, just it's, it's, it's the idea it's, of like the, the good immigrant, whoever that we were speaking about last yeah. week, whereas they have to assimilate. Into yeah. The culture. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I don't want to see Indian characters who act completely against stereotype just to prove a point that that yeah. stereotype is silly because stereotypes exist for a reason some of them are really damaging but yeah they because sh- i don't think i don't even think it's like <laughs> is it bad to have a character on a show a south asian man who's a, a, a corner shop owner no because they exist yeah. but like Most i think corner the, shop owners that everyone knows i think yeah because but i think that i think the core point of the documentary because a lot of people were countering his argument by saying the Simpsons is full of stereotypes yeah. and that's where they base most of their humour yeah, on, right? But I guess that most but of those stereotypes are not based in sort of racialized. Exactly. And I think that, that I mean because that's what what's his is... face? Dana Gold, who's one of the writers who had a, who he was given an interview with and he tried to challenge uh Hari and he said he would sort of say what what would you say about Mr. Burns then? Yeah, and bad then example, bad example, I know. Yeah, but it shows that and then up. the response was like he's a rich maniac. Yeah. Like we should be making fun of him. There's yeah. loads of them there, but also it's like it was just. It, I think it was a timing issue as well because at that time yeah, there was point. really there was nothing. There was no other representation yeah. at all of any South Asian characters. He was the only one. So if you want to talk about, you know, they make fun of Italians and you know and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean the fact that I mean it's it's and and you know groundskeeper Willie as well as a is a yeah, Scottish I stereotype. About the yeah, Willie. but like Everyone I always found. Loves Grant Loves Peter. really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because he, it's because he's like a, a funny Scottish alcoholic. We're all like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, it is it oh, is yeah. funny. I always found Groundskeeper really hilarious. Yeah, I guess that's not really negative, is it? The it's just kind of silly. Really. And it depends funny what your and, view on alcoholism. Yeah, is. yeah. it is but, a stereotype, so, but like loads of people in, especially in <coughs> small town Scotland, like they drink like a that. lot. Yeah, and they yeah. Kind of, you know, there are not obviously they're not like a, a walking caricature, but like a lot of that behavior is kind of what you know yeah but i think the point i think uh the point was that like you know there's there's other representation of italians in the media at that at that time you know well, so there wasn't afforded also yeah. have this really really influential you can argue whether it's just constructive or not but tradition of like the godfather the Matthew yeah films, there's yeah. all of that films, there's these, all like, of that referential yeah. films which you could argue you know they are showing the talents to be crime yeah, bosses yeah, and yeah. they don't exactly look, look great but they're also incredibly culturally significant exactly yeah I think that was a, all... I, th- I think oh, I, I don't know when I watch it it's not like a so much for some of the people that he interviewed it was an anger directed at the Simpsons and at yeah. the writers Cal but Penn for me like yeah he was like I don't have no time for the Simpsons like, who's the Simpsons Cal one Penn of, from one Harold of, and Keith. oh the yeah, guy who was yeah. like it's, I hate, I hate so the Simpsons yeah because <laughs> he can't divorce the two yeah. but like for me it's more of a response to it's not the Simpsons that I'm mad at it's like the fact that it it was such easy fodder yeah. for people to use against us? Yeah, because the Simpsons, like, the the culture of the, which the 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 it's cr- dumb audiences. Yeah, like the digesting fair enough, it. There in was such no Indians way. on TV, yeah. but there was Indians in the country. Yeah, by for 20, 30 years by that point. Yeah. Simpsons aired in the eighties and nineties, I guess. Yeah, but came to came I to think like his, prominence his in like ire, the 90s. Yeah, I think his ire is mostly so, like direct. Sorry, I can't finish your point. Oh, just the 
they may not have known, but like the people exactly, who yeah. the audiences had been living alongside Indians for 20, 30 years by yeah. that point. I think, yeah. And we're probably and I looking think, for an excuse to go, that yeah, was, is yeah, funny, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think is I, uh, I guess when you finish that movie that Aya should be like directed or f- he directs his Aya, sorry, at the voice actor. Um, Hank Azaria that's a cool name it is a cool name but so the, the storyline of the film kind of is like him kind of chase, chasing him for an interview yes. yeah. and he refuses because he, he doesn't want to be at the mercy of, the, of a bad edit which is funny which yeah. is ironic because like it, he looks yeah. terrible in this film yeah, by avoiding it yeah. um, because he doesn't get a chance to like have a say the film is oddly anticlimactic in that yeah, sense yeah, yeah. it's building to this big interview and it, which and never happens which never happens but then he um, <coughs> so it's what was I saying? I'm sorry. Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. He doesn't get to bad say. Edit. He, bad edit. Yeah, so he makes this point about... He has that uncomfortable interview with Whoopi Goldberg. I felt uncomfortable. Oh, well, they're talking about sort of minstrels. Oh, they're talking about... Um, yeah, it was a good... Well, it was uncomfortable for me because like, I thought that it was weird that Whoopi Goldberg like, collects like <laughs> black, black Americana memorabilia. Yeah. First of all, goo. I, mean, goo. Do you get, I just I mean, got a goo from that. Didn't she... Did t- you think... I don't know. I, fi- I thought it was a bit of a reach that he was like comparing it to blackface. Yeah. I see, like, I see what you're saying, I boo-boo. <laughs> but, uh, but he, he did say that it, it was like a, a white guy doing an, an impression. An impression of making fun, fun of his, his dad. dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, guess you don't want to sort of uh, conflate the two, the kind of you know, the kind of suffering of black people in America yeah. versus kind of Indian people in America. I see but, what he was saying though, especially yeah, when he when is, we relate it to like to always use. Yeah, and when anyone ever compares, it's always black people that they use too. When anyone yeah. wants to try and some like rhetorical point device the, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever but like wanna... I d- I see what he's. I mean, when we relate it to the fact that Hank Azaria. <laughs> said that he based his performance on Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers yeah. <laughs> in that, Brownface. That, kind of, that was kind of yeah. minstrelsy in yeah, essence, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, more yeah, literal yeah. sense. Peter and the Sellers. fact that, like, so if we... Because there's a point where they talk about the origin of the voice, like, where did this character come from? Mm. And there's, like, two conflicting stories, right? So mm. there was one where Hank Azaria said, like, I didn't want to make him Indian. Yeah. But then they told me to, like, do the most offensive accent possible. Mm. But, but then... You, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. But then in... Um, but then the writers say that they specified in the script, do not make the clerk Indian, because that's a cliche. Yeah. And then in the read-through, uh, Hank Azaria just did, like, the 35 cents, please, thing. Yeah. And then everybody laughed, and then yeah. he became Indian. Yeah. But also, so it's like... Which is what... This yeah. is this whole, like, reverence that we have for comedians, you know? Yeah. Comedy, yeah. this is going to be a great time for comedy. Comedians are this untouchable group who have somehow connected to this like ethereal quality in the culture they're just often I remember listening to an interview with Bo Burnham who was talking about there's always controversy about there's this generation of Hank Azaria like comedians many of whom I really love like Bill Burr or or like Chris Hark they're the Mm. big boys but the 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 kind of Opie and Anthony's of the world or like the the New York comics the real like your Jim Jeffries and your Jim Nortons and all those people are the Jims (laughs) you know you know there's like like real talk like hey what's the deal with these ladies like those (laughs) but they're really popular and they have defined comedy for 30 years or something and Bo Burnham was asked about 
this wave of political correctness because those comedians get really angry at the wave of just it's comedy if it's funny it's funny like mm-hmm. Seinfeld was saying yeah. like yeah. I don't care look, I care about race or gender I just is it funny or isn't it funny mm. and Bo Burnham was like there's loads of different kinds of laughter mm. there's collective laughter but then there's the laughter of being laughed at there's mm. like the laughter of a collective group mocking someone yeah. in the theory of it's, if it's funny it's funny is it kind of seems like this catch-all, like, gotcha thing to say to kind of social justice warriors. But actually, it's very very poor analysis of, like, what comedy is and what laughter is. Like, Mm. laughter can feel horrible if it's directed at you, Mm. which isn't to say that... You know, you can't joke about X, Y, Z. I think you can joke about anything yeah. if you do it. If you do it exactly, with intelligence yeah. or whatever. And Bob Burnham does, he, but he, yeah. he does. Make, he makes jokes about things <clears throat> which are offensive, but the jokes themselves are not offensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, because he's a thoughtful comic, and yeah. so this idea that you can either and be by by, uh, by virtue of Jeffin, that, I think you're a better comic. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think this split between the kind of UCB liberal wimpy like the what's he called Dimitri Martin type comedians mm. or the Bill Burrs you know like there's only those two options no you should be able to use your intelligence if you're that funny mm. um, and so uh, th- so yeah the idea that the laugh like the the group the room laughed at the voice mm. and that was enough to put it on the air mm. to millions mm. of people is such a I really hope that that this this era of comedy is coming to an end I think it is now Mm. this era of just like screaming like where you have to be a drunk old man otherwise you're not authentic and you have to like scream about gays because real talk like what's Mm. the deal with these women man Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you shooting (laughs) that type I love a lot of comedy I love comedy I love stand up comedy but like I, I am sick of like uh, the, you can only do that well if you're really really good at it and you're mm-hmm. really really clever but for the most of those guys are just like beer swilling like jerk off guys mm-hmm. who have made a career out of just being like fucking faggot or whatever and yeah you know <clears throat> th- that's what got the voice on yeah. the air and did you you know the bit <sighs> when he's like uh, just interviewing members of the public about the Simpsons mm. and when he reveals that like um that who was voiced by a white guy yeah. and they're all shook yeah. I don't did you not know I don't think I knew or I don't I, I must have or maybe you probably just wouldn't have thought about it mm. yeah. yeah I think I think I may have recently found out but I wasn't surprised because I knew that all the voices on that show are done by, by the same, same people, yeah, few yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. and that they I think maybe I did know that I don't know why in the booth he's not going oh <laughs> no, but you remember he sh- they showed that clip of him like speaking at some university, yeah. was it? Yeah, and yeah. he's still doing Giving, the voice. Like, a graduate speech. Yeah, and he's I mean, still most doing people the voice. think that voice Which is, is funny. funny. Yeah, because I was saying to Jack and Gemma that yeah. there's, and we've talked about this before, yeah. that there's a there's a there's a type of laughter that you get when you when I like I do that voice sometimes, but you have to be very careful mm. when you use that voice because if you do it in the wrong way or in the wrong circumstance or to the wrong people, yeah. you get a laugh that's like the laugh that yeah at, at, like, yeah exactly laugh. yeah you get a kind of like ha ha that voice is funny laugh yeah that's like that's to... a laugh like you're laughing at my parents yeah you're laughing at which is like my what, parents well, don't have I, an accent, I, no but, but I I, but I remember yeah and I remember being at school and people making fun of my mum's accent. I and speak, it being going back so, to like so wish, uncomfortable. Like being, 
being thanks like wanting to be white yeah and it was just I used to be glad that my parents didn't have an accent and yeah. used to tell people yeah. that we spoke English at home yeah it's like a horrible, horrible it's a horrible it's a combination of like shame um, and guilt yeah. a really really deep guilt and um, just that kid thing of wanting that to kid thing in. yeah and it's it's sad because you know I was embarrassed my mum because she's my mum but on the, on the, on the other I mean, uh, extra, she's embarrassing she's embarrassing but like extra layers of like Lankin. but yeah but that was like an additional thing she when I was a child yeah um was that that embarrassment like I don't want her to open her mouth yeah because and and that association with me it's so it's so upsetting it's still it's really we horrible to talk upset, about it uh, it's like sleazies last week what we were talking about it's, it's how sad we feel that about this and how yeah. like how hard we now know that our parents worked on like yeah. food and stuff or uh, it's still it's us. still it still can make and me cry if, we'd, I like, about, if I think about if I think oh my god like I swear <laughs> so to god sad. I will never feel like, I don't think that that feeling is ever going to, like, leave me, that gnawing sense of, like, shame. horrible guilt and mm. shame of throwing away the food that my mom packed me mm. that was so delicious yeah. and that I really wanted to eat and yeah. that she made with love. Yeah. And that it was just thrown at the bin. Like, Especially I felt now ho- that so horrible. And I can still feel, it makes me feel horrible. Yeah. Like, it is. It's so awful. Just, like, but... But it's yeah. I like complete. I I think I think I wasn't given very much Indian food to take in because my parents were. Cause were they aware? Of they that? were very yeah. aware that, and my dad especially was like raised in like south like hounds like west mm. west london and like <coughs> all the race rights and shit which yeah. i didn't even know about till recently because again this is another thing that aziz ansari touches on in master of none this mm. the immigrant like the immigrant parent thing where they never tell you i realize <laughs> you don't know anything about what their lives were yeah. like and you know what it was like to come over and you never ask because it, you just don't feel like you should or maybe it's never even I don't thought of as an option your mind, yeah. but when i have asked and they've been like oh it was cool. I remember asking my dad how, like, what was it like going to school? Like, what? Just my mum like said that. she thought all white people look the same. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. But um, when you drag her windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but because there was much more racism, like, overt racism mm. happening in the sixties and seventies when they were going to school, mm. that they. Right, my mum is came to India when she was in her twenties, but my dad was raised with a lot more overt racism I think mm. and and uh, I think was conscious of not having us be having having us be subjected to as little of that as possible yeah. so we got like cheese sandwiches and yeah. it was all very healthy yeah <laughs> but you know I was just a shitty little kid because I was just like do you just want to be not I just want, I had lots of other health problems and stuff so I wanted to be inconspicuous because there was so yeah. much about me that was very visibly yeah. disfigured disf- <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah so um but yeah, so I it, it would I it, it's really sad to even think about because now you know like how much food means to the culture right, yeah. and how delicious that food is. Yeah, because I remember when we and American my brothers were kids, we used to be like, oh, we're not having brown food, are we? Like we didn't want to eat brown food; we wanted yeah. to eat like pasta and chips mm. and cheese drinks and shit. Mm. Now I'm like, I only want to eat. Dal, mm. or I wish curry was a little quicker to make because I could happily eat it a lot, mm. <laughs> not always. But there was this kind of rejection of it on every single level, and I think the parts of the documentary that were interesting that I wanted to hear more about were these examinations of this this generation, this third generation of immigrants who are examining this identity stuff. I think that's so interesting. The Simpsons link is 
tenuous. I think the, sh- the, 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 the parts of it, the documentary that were the most compelling were mm. the parts talking to other Indian people about their experiences. Mm. Because, like like Gemma said, I was realising loads of stuff yeah, about my childhood. Yeah. None of it made me... I'm not, like, a fucking victim. I never... It never no. It's not in the way where I, I'm not saying I was, like, vi- victimized. No, 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 like, no. Where is me or anything. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah. It's just these, like, strange, uncomfortable things that you come to realise. I remember, I'm pretty sure, feeling uncomfortable about Apu. Mm. Also, I'm pretty sure a kid at school... I did too. L- told me that his name was Apu because he's looked like he looks like Apu. Oh yeah, I was told, yeah. I was, yeah, uh, I was yeah it was but I think people would say like does your dad look like Pooh? Yeah, yeah. Did you remember that the part in the documentary where they talk about his last name? Because I know well, we were we were talking about um, Hank Azaria doing the yeah. accent and that's kind of what uh, you know led to that accent sticking. But I, I think what's interesting is um he kind of throws the responsibility onto the writers and the writers mm. kind of throw it onto him. Yeah. But actually Apu's last name, Nahasapima Petalon, translates Good to well, bullshit. Good well, yeah. <laughs> but it translates to bullshit. Yeah. And so surely then, by virtue of that, the the responsibility has kind of got to lie somewhere in between. Who, who you know, either yeah. way, somebody's doing something disrespectful on both sides. Yeah. Who, what came first? Yeah. You know, and what also I think is interesting in the documentary is, um, although Hank Azaria, you know, he he has this interaction with Hank Azaria and this sort of back and forth. And obviously, uh, Hank Azaria kind of comes back and says, you know, I respect what you're doing I'm looking forward to the documentary I can't really be a part of it but once it comes out you know I'd happily kind of meet with you and talk about it and Mm. stuff like that and actually while he is you know not wanting to have anything to do with this which I can kind of which I can obviously understand because he would only be coming out looking like a dick regardless Mm. yeah it would but I I felt like his his response (laughs) to uh Harry was a lot more kind of nuanced and understanding than the response of the writers. And yeah, obviously yeah, that, in the last kind of week or so, we've seen uh, them actually respond to, through The Simpsons. And it's just, <laughs> it's just so weak. And I think that at the very least, Hank Azari at least knows that there's something going on there and knows that he has some responsibility for it. Yeah. And he did seem to t- take that on board That's like, true, as actually. a kind of bare minimum, whereas yeah. the writers, it just felt so sort of dismissive and like oh well it's a joke it's funny yeah because the first again, time so, so there was a Lisa couple to say it there yeah. was a couple so that, I mean the first sort of time that they addressed I think it was before the film because they had one of the I can't remember his name but one of the <coughs> actors that uh, Harry um, interviews mm-hmm. was actually had a part in The Simpsons oh, the and he played perfect. yes and he plays <coughs> Apu's oh, Apu's nephew yeah He's like, you're a stereotype, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they immediately cut to, like, some Italian uh, characters. Yeah. And, and the whole point of it being like, hey, we stereotype everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that was cut. That was <laughs> so that was, that was, like, a disappointing thing. But then, yeah, so the most recent response was there was an episode where Marge... Um, she kind of rediscovers her from old, her childhood. That, and she, like, tries to ed- edit out the, the offensive parts. Yeah. And then... Um, realizes that the like the whole thing the story yeah the like heart of the story has gone Mm. it's like some like colonial babar the elephant kind of shit and then and then and then lisa says um she's just like like she like look at the camera she she, she looks directly at the camera and says you know some things uh when they first came out were applauded and later they're seen as offensive 
you know, this doesn't devalue blah, blah, blah. And then she kind of looks directly at the camera and then they say, some things will be addressed at a later date, if at all. And then they zoom in on a photo of a poo. So there's a few things to unpack there. <laughs> the first sweet. of all being that they said that when they're implying, obviously, that they're talking about this book, they're talking about a poo. Oh. So the implication is that when this came out, that it wasn't offensive. Yeah. And yeah. that it wasn't you know, politically incorrect and that it was applauded. But it was always offensive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so they're kind of saying, it's not as though, well, like, it's not as though this came out in, you know, the 1800s yeah. when we didn't know any better and this isn't like... It's a, not a Looney Tunes situation. Yeah, this isn't like a colonial text. Yeah. Also, it like continues to this This is from yeah. the 80s and 90s. Exactly. It's not it from then. It's a yeah. existing thing. Exactly. Yeah. It continues sure. through to this day. It's, it's not It's a shame because they kind of event. just... They just pinned the term political correctness onto it and they labelled it as a, an issue of political correctness. And it's just as... A, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's... I don't... Again, I, I'm not sure if I feel this same sense of anger towards The Simpsons I mean, as people do. But, like, but I feel like it's... As, some, as someone else pointed out, like it's just bad writing on their part yeah. again. It's bad writing. I do they feel do a bit better, like... Mm. I think. And they, they don't want to do better. And I think that's, that's the frustrating thing is they don't really understand that... This is happening now, and this exists now. This isn't 1988. It's literally 20 years have gone by. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. You're continuing to kind of push this idea. They could have him move away, or I mean, there's the question of. I do. I am wary of arguments about representation, and I. I sometimes watching the documentary, although I completely empathise with Hari, I was also like, "Brav, this isn't where the battle is." No. You know, in terms of this rage is completely legitimate, but. It isn't all about the Simpsons. It's about racism. It's about uh, a, a deeply divided society, mm-hmm. and the, it's about the cultural context of the time, mm. and it's about how personal it feels when you're a kid to grow up with these experiences. And yes, the Simpson ha- Simpsons hammered that home, and yes, he loved the Simpsons, and so it felt like a betrayal. Mm. But it felt like the <clears throat> the anger in the show, the documentary was kind of needed to be addressed at something more structural mm, mm-hmm. more more mature in a way it felt a little mm. immature you felt it seemed a little uh, not immature but you know what i mean like that, I do, that yeah, rage yeah. is is legitimate mm. but it just felt like it's so much bigger than the simpsons yeah. and but that's probably why the simpsons that that's because are... the simpsons you know obviously recently you've got like mindy culling mm. yeah. sorry for better or worse even you, you have a lot more kind of yeah indian people in in the mainstream do you think that that's more because there's so little else culturally that he can apply that to, that, you know, yeah. any given person can understand The Simpsons, whereas, <clears throat> you know, up until the last sort of five years, there were really no other kind of Indians in pop culture that you could point at and say, this is right or this is wrong. And it was it was su- such a pervasive kind of cultural it thing was that cultural everyone sort thing. of understood. So I do agree that it, it does, it seems immature, yeah. but at the same time, Not I think... If, yeah, immature that, is a bit of a mean word. Yeah, but, you know, but at the same like, time, I can see that, you know, it's something that you, you can point to this and everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, this but the, the whole documentary was about almost pinpointing The Simpsons specifically. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. And so it's like, what's the end game here? Do you want this... If The Simpsons send a poo... They're probably going to at some point yeah. find a writerly way to either make it move or change his job or, yeah. you know, find mm. a creative Simpsonsy way of, if they can, uh, yeah. of changing the character. That's the ideal scenario, right? Yeah. Mm. But his experience of racism is going to exist still, and it mm. will be better. Of course, all shows should do better, and 
think harder about this stuff and not just reject every critique yeah. as pointless PC policing. But mm. but I do feel like the 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 it's just more complicated than one show mm. and uh, it's emblematic of like a bigger thing. Yeah, isn't it? it just yeah. it just feels a bit like beside the point. Although it's mm. a really interesting documentary and. I agree with him on a lot of stuff. It's yeah. I, I, the question I kept thinking was, what is the end game? Here? Yeah, mm. what do you want them to say? Sorry, we shouldn't yeah. have done it. I think it could have done with being sort of thirty minutes, forty minutes, even longer, so yeah. that it, it could have kind of you know similar to the documentaries that we're talking about earlier, kind of pull out and examine mm. the wider cultural context. Yeah. I mean, I think it was interesting, but it is only like a sort he of fifty, sort of, yeah, minute it's 50 minutes. Yeah. It's very he short. He did yeah. like um, kind of near the start, like touch upon like when he was walking through areas in, oh, the, in the yeah Indian yeah places, in little India yeah. and he was talking yeah. about you, you know when he talked about his parents when he I showed wish it he to talk to his parents for longer yeah, yeah yeah and it was very interesting that they didn't care yeah. Yeah. or didn't feel like they had a place to care yeah that's really interesting and very, very like, and we were talking we talked about that last time we talked about that yeah the whole but, yeah. not feeling like they should com- they were grateful if they say anything yeah, about yeah. it's like we were saying that kind of it's the new frontier mm. yeah well of sort of this generation yeah i mean i'm glad that there were a time where they're off because you know in the oppression pyramid or whatever right. it's like the black black the black struggle because of america in america anyway yeah but you've got this second wave now of um southeast asians east asians mm. clamoring for a little bit more representation but what i don't want is for this to go the kind of like Wakanda forever route or whatever yeah. which well maybe Black Panther's a bad example because it's a good film but like the kind of Hillary Clinton route of let's just have more hyper wealthy Asian creators yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like the Mindy project is shit like yeah. it's 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 well it's gorged in wealth and it completely ignores she's a doctor please like, gorgeous <laughs> it's not it's not <laughs> I just I used to watch it and I used to find it funny and there are moments where it's funny but it does buy into this very liberal feminist version of progression mm, yeah. and if, if where she's assimilated she is assimilated yeah. and she might she may it's reference that she's she's not like she's whiteified or anything yeah. but mm. she's an Indian American who's wealthy and see, obscenely rich uh and never has to think about money. Yeah. I'm not really interested in that yeah. as a as a pro- point of progress. Yeah. I don't think it's enough to just have representation. No, like we could still have a really white media and have a, uh, or we, we could have a. We're we're moving towards a society which is supremely economically divided, but mm. where we have a super woke cast of celebrities yeah. leading us through it. So we feel like we're emancipated. But yeah. anyway, that's a separate point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've been recording for ages. Yeah, it's probably for, a good time. For a heck of a long time. Good time to wrap it up. Yeah, sorry for coughing. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that's got to edit it. Yes. Um, so I guess that's all for this week. As ever, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Instagram stories. Pod, whatever. Um, yep, as I said at the start, <laughs> we've got Instagram now. It's three in the pink, so catch us on the stories. We're being a bit more active over there because it's kind of a bit easier to to interact with people. Hit us on the gram. Hit us up on the gram. Uh, we also have our Patreon page. You can become hey, our patron from as little as a pound a month. 
uh, which will help support us to get better Although equipment to make this you. podcast better and to make it easier to edit out us talking over each other. And coughing and, <laughs> and, clicking, and, clicking, our, and clicking our pens and cracking cracking our knuckles. Yeah. Our listener of the week is the mysteriously titled Apo69. Who is she? Who is she? I know it's that she hates 69. Yeah. <laughs> who's got I time for it? I actually really do. No, who's got time for it? It's such a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, this is, this is it's, you're neither here nor there. You exactly. can't concentrate enough you're on your... You're both here and there yeah. whilst, being, <laughs> <laughs> whilst being neither I'm here too, nor there. <laughs> I'm too distracted to give good head yes and at the same time to start I, to receive good head I, yeah I, I'm, I'm just doing too much to be able to focus enough on my own orgasm just so it's bring a back good old time. fashioned missionary position is what I say <laughs> bring it back because it's outlawed bring now. it back bring it back uh, we'll bring it Free. back next week something like that Free the missionary position the missionary position we love That's missionary <laughs> we love missionary na 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 Hey! Na 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 na. Hey! hey. <laughs>